At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. to be awesome because we're about to talk about <laughs> psycho cop returns from 1992 let's do a quick rundown of why i picked this movie first of all shout out to one of our super fan fans tom who has been writing in every year requesting this movie for listener submitted month and no one would pick it except for me and i finally was curious enough to watch it and i said we have to talk about this movie on the podcast because yeah you know like the first hour is just a softcore porn but but the first hour is a softcore porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you answered your question right there. It is something. This is from the man who brought us The Invisible Maniac and then decided to actually have a good film career and made Detroit Rock City. And Small Soldiers. So very well-rounded individual. I did like Detroit Rock City. I really did. I know you did. That's why I, I mm-hmm. said that. That was for you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Remember when I thought Kiss was good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. I do. Uh, uh, so this movie starts off, you got these two guys, they're sitting at a restaurant and the one guy, it's like the most neurotic guy you could imagine mixed with like the most bro douchebag that you could imagine. And the bro douchebag swears that if anything happens at the party, he's going to take the blame. Listeners of a certain age who might not know this. Never trust anyone who says that they will take the blame because <laughs> they are do. not your friend. Yeah, they're not going to. They will throw you under the bus so quickly. He says other things, but you couldn't understand them because for some reason it keeps cutting to the psycho cop eating. And it is the most distorted slow motion version of whatever words are coming out of his mouth I've ever heard. It was un- indecipherable. That's our intro to the three main characters of this movie. The best part of that is them talking about throwing a party. You got the grass? Shut up! Those two dudes have 
have some interactions that are like out of this world Boy, because like, dude you've got like the the one guy's just like i don't know man i think that the cops saw us he's like <laughs> he didn't see nothing he's like, i don't know it looks like he's killing us man <laughs> consent is subjective <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like th- these guys they're like walking down the street just having this argument over if the cops following us i know the broy guy at one point's like what is he the walking police whoa jaywalking that guy's <laughs> walking faster <laughs> like, it is oh i it could is say bad. the n-word and not be racist <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that is exactly what that guy would be like <laughs> oh 100 he's i mean the dude breaks some serious hr issues with the woman oh my god he's insane like yeah. this is uh workplace harassment like basically every don't <laughs> assault your coworkers and or or like harass your coworkers hr video is this guy do you think do you think that they funded this movie by promising to let them use some of the footage for those hr videos no but i think that they funded it by not paying the strippers yeah. <laughs> that's also possible the beginning of this movie though we we jumped ahead just a little bit because the psycho cop walks out of the donut shop or wherever and he walks into his car and he adjusts his mirror and there's bloody pentagrams just all over his mirror and then we just get like three minutes of the shittiest garage rock and body part close-ups of everything that's just chilling in his cop car mm-hmm Boy, is there a lot, dude! And that I was fast forwarding through those credits after a while, and that was like two minutes of fast forwarding through credits. It is drawn. I'm so glad that I'm not the only one who was fast forwarding this week. I watched it at 1.5. Those strippers were fast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you who I do love in this movie, and that's old Gus. Gus, the security guard. (laughs) That dude's just—he's just a kind old man. They walk up, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have a party," and he's like, "You have your party, kids." Live it up. Yeah, go have fun. I'll be down here with both my eyes and my face. <laughs> and he's like, he's so kind even to the cop. Like, the cop clearly is unhinged. He's like, is that the game? Because I can't get it in my room. He's like, come on in. The more the merrier. <laughs> I got beers. Let's drink them. That was not beer. <laughs> I say we just turn this fucking Patreon on its head one day and and one month, all three of us picked dead men on campus. <laughs> but just see, put Brian, dead man on campus. Scott, dead man on campus. Matt, dead man on campus. And see who wins. See who gets the most votes. It'll probably be Matt because everybody feels bad about, you know. My everything. Everyone. Matt is a god. <laughs> I will say that one of the things that actually annoyed me just from watching the movie is the the one stripper who they get into the elevator and she's like what floor are you on and then she just hits all the elevator buttons because i know that's supposed to be like who more sexy time for me in the elevator but i'd be like all right i'm just gonna take the stairs because way to make my penis flaccid (laughs) the thing that i don't get is like they're strippers they're not prostitutes but they are going to have sex with these guys yeah they are are they're just super turned on by them i mean wouldn't Mm. you be yeah do you see those pleated pants (laughs) but let's talk about this bachelor party right oh i so i made the mistake of trying to watch this in an unprotected location and (laughs) i watched none of that scene oh well i'll tell you what you missed out because the bachelor party boobies and butts well it basically 
so the girl's dressed as a cowboy dancing in front of a projector of an old 70s stag film. So it basically just looks like a Walmart version of a Rob Zombie music video. It's, <laughs> it's basically a Bobby Zombie video. Is what it looks <laughs> Bobby like. Zombie. Yes. Okay, that, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> but then we've got, I don't remember any of the characters' names except for Brian. Brian, the super neurotic guy, because I was cheering for Brian the whole movie. <laughs> but then the one dude's just like, he goes, he gets in the elevator, and the elevator gets stuck, and he just goes, I've got those beautiful babes upstairs. <laughs> I have that note written down, too. <laughs> We're just about to get to the point where all the one-liners, like the shitty zingers, come in. But before we get to that, we're missing out on the um, those two people that are not part of the party, but they're going to, like, bang in the fax room or whatever. They've Their entire character storyline is they are trying to have sex at work that is all that they've done from the second you meet them to when they have oily sex to death when we started seeing them it was morning they've been trying for 12 hours to fuck (laughs) and you think at this point like everyone's gone home i don't even know how it's difficult anymore who cares they like freak out because the elevator doors open and then they're like well i guess we should give up our trying the elevator doors opened. They closed again. No one's there. Like This has been so important to you for 10 hours. Just get it done. Do you know how bad your blue balls would be if you were grinding up against someone that you wanted to bang for 12 hours? This office in general is outrageous. Like, they have no HR department. None. No, they don't. Mm-mm. The first stripper, I did have one thing about her. And and I feel bad saying this because it probably ruins Matt's double feature. But the only thing I could see when I saw her outfit was Keanu Reeves and Freaked. No, no, I've got. I'm still going, but yes, or basically anybody from a Primus video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a theory about this movie, and I think when they shot this movie, right, they brought in the actor to play the psycho cop, and they mm-hmm. had like maybe one zinger written down for him to say oh and he's like i got some ideas and then they were like riff a little and we'll pick the best one and then they just use the whole reel (laughs) they just yeah because he's just walking around keep an eye out for me (laughs) i've always been good at killing time yeah yeah i suspect four no 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 no. oh god man oh now i have blue balls because he sniffs the panties. He picks up these panties and he sniffs them and says that. Ugh. It gets worse as he kills more and more people because it's just like, oh, I've got so many good ones and so few people to use them on. <laughs> so he's just like walking around chasing the girl with the axe at one point And every word out of his mouth is just a zinger. Like He's just like, here's Johnny. You have the r- my right to remain dead. Um, none of these? <laughs> like, like, Anyone? Yeah. Is, this Is this thing, thing on? on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what would have been perfect for this? Is if it was so meta that he was like... Looking to the director? No, 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 well, no, not that meta. This isn't, there's nothing out there. So if it was so meta that he was a psycho cop who is moonlighting as a comedian, but he's such a bad comedian that he's like, just, he's a psycho cop because he can't make people laugh. I mean, if that was what they did, this would have gotten 11 nominations by the Oscars. Oh. <laughs> oh, heard that. Wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. <laughs> T- 
take that joker bam um so my favorite kill in this movie is when i watched a mannequin get thrown off a building directly into a dumpster <laughs> you're missing so much other shit though like oh is that before or after the the oily sex scene that's oilier than the sex in amityville it's about time that's the i was like as i'm watching i'm like man this is some sweaty sex what was the other movie with super sweaty sex speaking of which our good friends at vinegar syndrome just put out a random box set of like all of the Amityville movies from three on. So, uh, you know, I might be putting that in my next purchase when I go to a convention. I could watch, I could watch It's About Time again. That movie was pretty fucking fun. And like that collection of Amityville movies, they're not good movies. I'll start with that. They're all bad movies, but like Amityville four and beyond, they're doing, they're just trying. You know what I mean? Like it's like a killer lamp movie. Yeah, everything's a killer something. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll give them a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My 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 saving grace for this movie is do you know who the psycho cop is? No. Bob Vance. Vance Refrigeration. Oh my god, it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, weirdly enough, I found it out because I thought he was someone else. I thought he was one of the henchmen in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I can do that. It wasn't. It was not. That means I just remembered that I forgot to mention by the time this comes out, it's been almost a month. But on our Patreon episode for the Apple, Mr. Tops in in the Apple who plays God was the villain in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. What? (laughs) (laughs) That 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 floored me when I saw that. And that wasn't your double feature. I know. Maybe. Oh, fuck. That's what my double feature was that I couldn't remember. Oh, Patreon listeners, you finally get that reward a month later. Um, (laughs) I have failed you. I'm sorry. Curses. There's a lot of like, this movie's not good. Let's start with that. No, no. Like, let's let's start with like, of the two movies that Adam Rifkin made under his pseudonym Riff Coogan, which makes me think of Freaked every time that I say it, <laughs> this is no Invisible Maniac. Invisible Maniac is so much better. I mean, I was just wishing that this was Invisible Maniac the entire time I was watching it. But there's some stellar moments in this movie still. And the really? big one for me is Let's when there's certain... <laughs> there's, okay, there's some, there's some scenes that like... Oh, thing, I know movie... what part you're going to talk about. Yeah. But, like, there's scenes in this movie, and I hope that I'm not stealing anyone's double feature. And even if I am, don't say anything and just pick it anyway. But I don't the, have any there's some the acting choices that are very, like, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 esque, almost entirely with Brian. Like, Brian feels like he's just ripped out of a satirical parody film. Yeah. And just thrown into this movie. And there's a scene where they're trying, he's trying to prove to them that people are being murdered. And they're walking around in this office and they keep searching for the bodies. <laughs> and then all of a sudden blood starts to drip on the ground and there's a gigantic bloody pentagram on the ceiling. Can I, can I do yeah, this line? Yeah, you can say the line. Yeah. Oh my God, I was right. I've never been right. Now I'm right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As the ceiling collapses and this body just falls down. Incredible. The other thing that I actually like about this movie that I will say is an improvement on Invisible Maniac. The boobs? No, no, well, I mean, sure. But uh, Invisible Maniac, as much as I love that movie, the kills are very, like, with the exception of the the sandwich being shoved in someone's throat, a lot of it's just, like, trauma level. We put a watermelon under a wig and just smashed it, and that's like a brain, like a head being smashed. But the gunshots in the back of the heads in these actually look really, like, they're gnarly. Like, it's a big-ass, like 
gory chunks spurt on the wall yeah. both times that it happens. Yeah, they they did with those two kills. Every other kill sucked, but those two kills were actually competent. Yeah, like I was like that that is from a different movie. I don't know who shot that, but they got fired after the first day for costing too much money. <laughs> yep. But then yeah, so it gets down to the final two girls. Brian is still alive despite being shot in the arm and bleeding profusely and then he gets axed in the back and then we find out that he's still alive because i i don't know i guess it's again back to cannibal the musical just unkillable but the cop chases the mean girl into the street he starts choking her out and then thankfully he's at a he's right outside of a bar that's just loaded with riot bats and they just (laughs) pass out the bats and go beat the shit out of this cop and like what is i'm pretty sure supposed to be like an homage to the to the Rodney King yes oh see I thought it was like I in ninth grade tried to recreate the ending of Casino but not knowing how to use a camera like that's (laughs) what it felt like well but I guess Rodney King would make more sense yeah Brian, let's talk about... Well, this was also before Casino, so that would also be an issue. Mm, you know, it's Hollywood. You don't know what movies came out before. What Everyone's a time traveler nowadays. That's, that's true. Brian, have we ever talked about the worst thing I've ever shot for a school project? <laughs> With me riding the bike? <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on air. We haven't talked about I don't know about this, so Okay, so... Me. I had a project, I had a project for summer reading. You had to do a presentation about one of the books. And (laughs) my friend Crispy and I were like, let's make a short film based on this book. We had read somewhere about the concept of, I think it was in one of Lloyd Kaufman's books. It was about like driving scenes and how like the cheap way to do a driving scene is that you have the actors in the car but you shoot it at like an angle where you can't notice what's going on past the windows. And then you just have people kind of shaking the car back and forth. So it looks like the car is moving. And in the book, the kid's riding a bike all the time. And I was like, we got to figure out a way to do that. So our idea was to put an exercise, <laughs> put an exercise bike in the middle of the street and film me <laughs> riding this bike. But the way that Crispy shot it was just a wide shot. <laughs> so- so it's just me <laughs> pedaling my heart out but never moving past the house. Like, it's just a house behind me. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. And I took an F on the project because I was like, I'm not showing this to the class. Like, I refused. So I was like, I would rather fail than have this play in front of class because it was like freshman year, first assignment. I was like, I can't. No, this can't be aired. It'll destroy me for the rest of high school. And you know what? It got me kicked out of honors English and back into academic English, but it was worth it because I was able to survive high school. Did you, though? No, I was fairly well-liked in high school. I feel like you died in high school and the rest of your life is just like uh, a fever dream. It's like Jacob's Ladder. It's. I mean, that could actually have happened. But no, I, I do not have the hatred towards high school that most people do. It wasn't the greatest time, but I, I wasn't like, I enjoyed myself. You had Jinko jeans, bleach tips, Jink- ska music, and Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw that picture. Yeah, I sure fucking did. <laughs> so the other, so at this point, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, all right, the Riot Bats, the Rodney King tape. I think this is the movie has, the movie's over. And then we cut to the scene where they're in the hospital. 
And this again is where Brian is in a completely different movie than the rest of the people <laughs> in this movie, because he tells a joke and the way he reacts to his own joke is again, dude, bro, party massacre three. Like he's just like, ah! <laughs> and he's like flailing his arms in bed <laughs> and like, and everyone's just like, ah, <laughs> and then the camera like pans down the hallway, but in the background, you still just hear like, ah, <laughs> And then it's revealed that for some reason, because this happens in horror movies all the time, and it doesn't make sense to me, let's bring the the barely alive person who tried to kill two people into the exact same hospital just two rooms down from the victims, because that's not going to cause any emotional scarring on anybody. That was room six, six, six. six. Well, like, I I don't – I didn't watch – Psycho Cop, so, you know, maybe I'm missing a... a... Neither have I. I'm pretty sure that the director and writer of this didn't watch Psycho Cop. They just... <laughs> well, what's the pentagram stuff, though? I... Let me see something. I'm going to Because check I get nothing from him that says a Luciferian, you know, cultist who kills people for sport. All I, all I see is shitty Freddy Krueger wannabe quipping and stuff. I don't know. I'm going to just read the plot synopsis because it's only two paragraphs on Wikipedia for for Psycho Cop from 1989. Two lost newlyweds stumble into the site of a ritualistic murder of a woman by Joe Vickers, a a corrupt police officer and serial killer who's also a devil worshiper. Vickers murders both of them. The next day, three couples travel to a mansion that they have rented and are given a tour by the property caretaker who is later murdered by Vickers. Upon noticing the caretaker's disappearance, the couples go looking for him and encounter Vickers, who reassures them by claiming that the caretaker injured himself chopping wood and is now recovering in the hospital. That night, Zach leaves to get a beer and is killed by Vickers. Vickers proceeds to butcher Eric, Julie, and Sarah. Doug and Laura realize that Vickers is the culprit and are chased into the forest where they are found by a pair of policemen, Chris and Bradley. Before being killed by Vickers, the officers reveal he is really Gary Henley a discharged psychopathic patient who has somehow infiltrated the California police department. Lars pursued by Vickers to a clearing containing crucified bodies of Zach, Julie, Eric, and Sarah. Lars shoots Vickers in his own with his own sidearm and he is unaffected. Vickers is finally defeated and seemingly killed when he has a sharp log thrown at him through, uh, through him by Doug emergency services, greet Doug and Laura at the mansion. Vickers recovers and a newscast announced further evidence indicates he is actually an escaped psychopathic killer named Ted. The film ends with Vickers smiling evilly at the camera. So that sounds like a way better movie than this. Probably. We can watch that someday. I'm not suggesting we do that anytime soon. <laughs> but, you know, we've got at least another 10 years in us. I'm sure we'll get around. To it. Well, I mean, you guys are blood relatives, so you're not, I mean, Every time, if, if Brian's like, you know, <clears throat> Matt, I don't think I want to do hamster style anymore. You're going to be like, sure. And then, you know, yeah. fucking every holiday, you're going to be like, so um, hamster style. Until you just, and Brian's such a weak worm that he's going to be like, okay, I'll come back. Yeah. I'll just be like, hey, that new guy that we got that replaced you, he's no you. You want to come mm. back? Then wow. I'll call up Crispy and be like, sorry, dude. <laughs> it's just not working. Poor Crispy. <laughs> but, like, such a sweet dude. And, and he's just... Oh, the nicest dude. He's the... And that's why. That's And he knows. He knows. I only pick on him because he is my longest friend and one of, like, the nicest people I've ever met. 
At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Any other notes for Psycho Cop Returns? No, good. So, <laughs> double features. Who's got it? Oh, I picked this one. The acting in this movie reminded me right out the gate of a specific film that I have loved and promoted heavily and we've talked about recently. Serial Insane Clown Killer. I think Serial Insane Clown Killer is the perfect movie to watch right along with Psycho Cop Returns, especially for the bro douchebag because he just sounds like all of the bro douchebags in Psycho Cop Returns. All right. I mean, I'll go, but I, I'm going to do Maniac Cop. Ooh. Well, we could do it up even more and do Invisible Maniac, Maniac Cop, and Psycho Ooh. Cop Returns. There you and go. And then we could really round out the night with some reruns of Cops. Yes. <laughs> and then write our own film called Super Troopers. Maniac Invisible Cop. Wow. That sounds awful, and I would absolutely be part of it. <laughs> Yeah. Call up fucking uh, Mike James and be like, we got an idea for you guys to five second films. Yeah. <laughs> That's about how much traction we think we can get with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess that if I was the, the movie that you're under arrest. Who said that? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is a five second film. Yeah. yeah. If you want to hear more stories about cops. Check out our Patreon, where we're going to be talking about police stories that we've encountered. Continue, Scott. Your double, your double feature. When I was watching this, I was thinking of The Ranger from 2018, which is not like a really good. It's not really a movie that I would want to watch again, but it just kind of had the same feel. It was. I would watch okay. that more than I would watch Psycho Cop Two. You know, if I ever had to watch either of them a second time. But if I was trying to like redeem my night, I'd probably go with Dude Bro Party Massacre Three, just because that's like the aloe vera to the burn that is watching mm -hmm. Psycho Cop Two. It is the Pepto Bismol to the indigestion that Psycho Cop Two gives me. I basically like I I, I could I say reach out to Mike James and see if this was like one of because I know that there's like so many movies that they watched while writing that, and I have a feeling. That Psycho Cop Returns may have been... I don't know. He might in, be like, we smoked a lot of weed. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Matt, we didn't watch every movie. You can't email us every week asking if this played a part. <laughs> no, they're too nice. Hey, did you guys happen to watch Naw 2, Food of the Gods? <laughs> 
because we notice one character's name the same name as one of the yeah. people that pops up in Do Bro Party Massacre. Yeah, Mike is a very common name, man. Stop writing. <laughs> hey, this character was really silly in this movie we watched, and you had silly characters in your movie. No, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but it could be, right? <laughs> No, Matt, we didn't base that scene off of the film that you shot with your friend Crispy. <laughs> Are you hey, sure? It feels very influenced by it. Hey, I just watched the Banana Splits movie, and I was wondering if you guys wanted to come to my birthday party. It's a chunky cheese. <laughs> I know you'll feel like you're out of place there, but I'm telling you, the pizza is fantastic. <laughs> I want a hundred tickets, and I got to go home with a ring. <laughs> all right anyway so what you guys watch this week that you want to promote or give a thumbs up to and say check it out i will go last okay then i will go first green factory put out a beautiful blu-ray of let's scare jessica to death which i highly recommend uh for any fans of like 70s horror films it's probably one of my favorite lesser known 70s horror films but that i've always really enjoyed let's scare jessica to death so i was excited that that got a blu-ray because it was kind of hard to find yeah. for a while and definitely something that we will be discussing in the next year so i'll keep it to a minimum but also shout factory put out body parts on blu-ray this uh very recently and it is amazing all right brian or oh, brian said he'd go last so Scott. i want to talk about secret life of pets too Woo. Yeah, better than the first one. I, I Damn, I was wondering if you were going to talk about something. That's why I wanted to go last. I didn't know if I was going to piggyback off you. but No, I, I, I actually I like the original better. Um, I thought that this was fun and, you know, not... I think that the, the, the cat stuff was really funny. But I don't know. I, I feel like it was a more cohesive... It, it ran... The pacing was better, you know? Yeah, I don't... I still don't think that those movies are... And you know, like I love kids' movies. I will. Yeah, see I have to rewatch it. I just I enjoy the Secret Life of Pets, but they always just feel more like a series of vignettes yeah. than an actual yep, plot I agree. line. And and I agree with you that this one did a little bit better of a job, but I think both those movies have like zero stakes. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that's why yeah. that's why I like them because the biggest thing for me is kids' <laughs> movies. The stakes are always too fucking high. You're watching fucking you know finding nemo and you're like oh god and it's giving me a panic attack and and no I, I want a movie where it's like oh they have to go get the toy from the cats that's gonna be cute <laughs> yeah yeah i don't see i think the issue was i i saw that i saw the first one in theaters and like i can't remember if it was days or a week before i saw finding dory it didn't it didn't compete with with that I did hear, which made it, which which probably makes it hard to make these movies. But Dana Carvey was on Howard Stern, and like, they don't, they're not. I don't know if it was just this movie or all animation movies currently, but like, they no longer record together. So like, it's very yeah, most it's of a big deal when they yeah. actually do. Yeah, like the the new Lion King, they had like Seth Rogen and Billy. Uh, whatever Billy's last name is. Billy on the street. And Puma. Yeah, Billy on the street. They record it together because like John Favreau was like, you can't have these two guys who are supposed to be best friends and can finish each other's sentences. Like having them record separately doesn't make any sense and it would ruin the chemistry between them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of the animated films now, they just, they'll fly in the actor, they'll record all their lines and then they'll call it a day. Oh, and I, is that um, scheduling or cost? Probably both. I think it's a little yeah. bit of both. 
because gotcha. like even the Bojack Horseman, uh, like when I was listening to the Bojack Horseman commentary track, the the woman who voices Princess Caroline from Strangers with Candy has never met Will Arnett or any of the main cast members because she lives in New York. So they just send her the script and she like sits at her computer and records all of the lines of dialogue for that season and mails it to them. And then they put it where it needs to be for the show. This is like, for me, with social anxiety, that sounds like my dream job. You get to act, but you (laughs) don't have to talk at people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, we may have found your call and get into voice no, acting. Oh, if you <laughs> think that this is the first time this has come up in my life, <laughs> why do you think we do a podcast? Why do I do a podcast? I have a terrible voice for because a you're funny. You, yeah, you've got good wit. You're funnier than us. <laughs> it's, I take the hits. I'm like, I'm like, let me set Brian up to make me f- sound like an <laughs> asshole because he's so good at burning me. Oh, uh, <laughs> stop it. I watched The Color Out of Space with the Nick Cage one. It is so good. It is it's it's amazing. I've seen someone say that it is the best like Lovecraft adaptation that they've ever seen. I really? I don't know enough about Lovecraft to be able to say it. I think that it really hits the the beats that Lovecraft is about, but I haven't read Color Out of Space in a long time and I've also seen so many mediocre adaptations of his work that i'm just like i'm not it doesn't take it's like it doesn't take a lot to be in the top five yeah and also it doesn't take a lot for me to be happy with a a lovecraft movie that doesn't suck ass did you guys watch um or happen to hear about medical police no no oh man i am really digging medical police it's a it's a new show on netflix and it is a spinoff of Children's Hospital, where literally the first 10 minutes of the episode is just an episode of Children's Hospital. What's Children's Hospital? And then it was a show on Adult Swim. It's by David Wayne. Who's that? He did uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so they become uh, – these two doctors fall into this super secret agent thing and are forced to pretty much be an FBI, but no one's allowed to know about it. Um, and it is the great, ridiculous David Wayne. It hits, uh, it hits on, on Matt and, and Scott's sweet spots with stupid puns. Uh, my, my personal favorite is the one guy that they end up working with who is, uh, cool Ethan, uh, Jason Schwartzman, right? That's his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, so he is, uh, he, he has this secret agent van and they go back and they're like, Wow. You have a computer. You have a computer with a GPS tracking system in here. To which he replies, "You damn right. Not even Ryan Reynolds could make this van wilder." Which I thought was great. <laughs> That's the dumbest fucking joke. Uh, I, I hate it. I but I, I, I feel like Jason I, Schwartzman I all... can make anything so groan-inducing that I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so it's so corny that it's it's a great show. And then New Curb is fucking awesome and i don't well, know anyone watches curb your enthusiasm i don't have to we live great. it yeah yeah mm-hmm. i want to give a, a shout out to to my my one co-worker i hung out with and he showed me a british show that's on netflix called the toast of london that i sent a clip to brian as well yeah it was fun uh, it's about a struggling uh british actor um which you know 
that's pretty much all the setup you ever need for, for British sitcoms. It's like, yeah, he's struggling and he's an asshole. Enjoy. <laughs> um, but the the one clip I sent my brother was that he gets booked to do a voice acting gig that has only one line, and the line is the word <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a minute and a half of him in the studio as they're just giving him notes. And they're like, can you uh, can you be a little bit more upbeat with these? He's like, yes. <laughs> yes. And they're like, you know what? Throw away the script. Have a little bit of fun with it. Have a little bit of fun with it. And he's like, you're right. It's only one word. I don't need the script. And he takes the script away and he's holding it off. And then you see him like look at the script real quick. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely wacky and weird and super low budget. Like there's scenes that feel like they're shot in like a black box theater. <laughs> It's pretty good. I, I enjoyed the four episodes that we watched because, again, British comedy, quick and in and out, like one season, six episodes that are like 15 to 20 minutes apiece. It's perfect. Uh, all right. So that was Psycho Cop Returns, picked by me from 1992 or 93, depending on what website you're looking at. Uh, we'll be back with even more horror movie night stuff. I've actually finally realized that for the last five years, we could have just been putting all of our social media information in the descriptions of the episodes. So go and check out the description of the episode to find all the links to all the different things that we have, the Instagrams, the Twitters, our website, our Facebook page, etc. But tune in next week when we look into another sequel. This has been a sequel heavy year. It's one that we've twisted Brian's arm to pick. And holy shit. It's not a bad. No, no, no. Next week, Scott and I will be at Monster Mania. So come to Monster Mania in Cherry Hill. Say hi. Give us some high fives. Buy some shit. Hug no kiss. And uh, have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> hug no kiss. Uh, there's a bunch of people we're excited to see. Uh, Rin's going to be there from, from Denver is flying out, which is cool. I think Rain's going to be there. Uh, there's a ton of great people that have always been super supportive and we always look forward to seeing you guys at Monster Mania and also it might be our last Monster Mania. I mean, it Who will knows? be. <laughs> uh, don't want to say. It, it, it most certainly will be. So uh, if you've been planning to meet us at a Monster Mania, that's probably the one to go to. <laughs> so you got a week to get your tickets <laughs> buy and planes. buy planes. Yes. Uh, buy a flight. Buy a plane. Just fly and Boy, in. my arms are tired. <laughs> Land in Philly, say I'll pick it up on Sunday. <laughs> and then go about your business alright guys thanks for listening and uh, also go over to the Patreon listen to stories of when Brian, Scott and I have had to deal with being pulled over by the police only one of us has been arrested I think But nope two of us Okay, I'm the odd man out I guess alright bye <laughs>
91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.